Hi everyone, Lauren here. Welcome to I Am Not a Victim, my podcast. I am obviously your host, Lauren Coletti. Thank you for joining me today. I'm doing something new today. I recently got these headphones thanks to my sister, so I figured I'd record a video podcast today because I was actually supposed to have an interview today and it didn't end up working out, which is actually very rare. I've been super fortunate enough to, like, I think I had someone no-show me once, and we were scheduled. So I've actually been pretty lucky with that, but since I missed my podcast guest, I figured I'd record a little something today, and I wish I had kind of saved my previous episode for this weekend. I recently put out an episode on my ending of my on and off relationship, which I just wanted to say I got some feedback and I thank you all so much for reaching out to me and trusting me enough to send me a message via Instagram. Um, I have a lot of mixed feelings about that relationship, I'll be honest with you, but something that I did learn from that relationship, and I think that every single relationship is a learning opportunity, and If you follow a study of The Course in Miracles, you know that every single relationship in our lives is a divine teacher. And I don't think that any relationships are accidental. But what I did learn is that if you break up with someone more than, I want to say, like one time, then it's like a 95% chance that there is some sort of toxic patterning going on in the relationship. I don't think that really any marriage has ended or started rather than with a relationship where you've been on and off like 10, 20 times, because maybe I'm wrong. That's just my personal opinion. I think that in on and off again relationships, it's usually a sign from the universe that it's not meant to work out with this person. And perhaps you should just let let it die. You can't keep watering a dead plant. You can't bring life into something that's dead. I think that Ravi Kaur said that. And it's so true. So I feel like if you've been in a relationship and you've been breaking up, getting back together, it is typically because there's an unhealthy dynamic, a shadow, a wounding in one of your attachment styles, perhaps both some sort of codependence. And sometimes it's best to just lay things to rest and let them be. So I don't think moving forward that if I broke up with someone more than once in a relationship that I would consider getting back together with them from this point out because most of my relationships have been on and off. You know, I was in, most of my relationships have been two years and that's really interesting. I was analyzing this and I feel like, at least with me, my patterning is I love the honeymoon period in the beginning of a relationship, you know, where you start to get to know someone. But then when that NRE, new relationship energy, starts to fade away, I tend to get bored. That's my patterning. And the honeymoon period, what it lasts, for me, it's typically super short. It's like three months. And then I start getting sick of the person. (laughs) I'll just be real with you. But after like three months to I think two years is that period. And most of my relationships have ended after two years. Most of my relationships also have been on and off where we have ended up breaking up and getting back together numerous times. So that's just some food for thought, something really interesting I discovered about myself. And I do have a lot of mixed emotions around that relationship still, but that's just something I learned that 
when something's meant to be, you typically don't need to force it. Love is not easy, but it should be simple. And um, I really do want to thank my ex for teaching me all those lessons. And I put a little note in my my link bio um, for the show notes, just as a disclaimer that it wasn't a shit on Lauren's ex sort of vent session. It really was more so to help people feel less alone in what they're going through. Because I think at least for me, when I have missed an ex, and let's just say that this ex was abusive, which a lot of them were, if I'm being honest, um, when I started to miss them, it would kind of lead me to gaslight myself because I was like, all right, if I really miss this person and I'm really so sad that this person has exited my life, is it a possibility that I'm just making up how bad it is? Is it a possibility that it really wasn't that bad as I said it was? Maybe they really weren't abusive. Maybe I was the abusive one. And I just want to throw this out there. A really great podcast, if you are in an abusive relationship, is called Love and Abuse. That podcast really got me through, I want to say, the last year of my relationship. And just kind of helps to validate you so that you understand that you are not crazy. (laughs) I have felt so crazy in a majority of my relationships, and I think that a lot of my relationships, at least specifically, have kind of exasperated my wounds rather than healed them. They kind of brought out a bad side of me that I didn't like, and it's interesting because one of my great online friends, shout out to Tiffany, would tell me, like, you are so... um, And she didn't mean this in like a demeaning way. She would tell me, you attract people that are so dominant because you are so submissive. You attract people that are very controlling because you're super passive. It's kind of like opposites attract, right? So when we tend to attract narcissistic people, and I'm using air quotes because I fucking hate the online movement where everyone is convinced their ex is a narcissist. Your ex is probably not a narcissist. They might have narcissistic tendencies and narcissistic qualities, but there is a huge difference between someone that is an asshole versus someone that has a pathological mental health psychiatric illness. Just throwing that out there. But anyway, when we tend to attract people that are narcissistic or sociopathic, it is typically because we have this programming, this inner default wiring that we are afraid to speak our truth, we don't know our worth, we won't advocate for our deservingness, and we let people walk all over us because we, perhaps as children, we saw our parents be doormats or we saw people-pleasing behaviors and we took that on. So for me lately, I have taken dating completely off of the table. I am not interested in dating anything or anyone right now because I know that I'm so vulnerable right now that I would just, it'd be the same person, different face type of thing where I would just attract someone else that's dominant, that makes me feel small, that I feel is manipulative. I would keep attracting that same person just with a different face attached to it. So I don't want to do that anymore. I want to break the cycle. I really like how I'm like using this pen. I'm improvising with this pen. (laughs) I want to end that. And I want to really heal. Like, I want to be alone for the next year to just find myself, work on myself. What do I like? What don't I like? What is a deal breaker? 
what are the warning signs and the red flags that I continually ignore, even within myself, right? Um, I think for me, when I start dating someone new, it's really, really fun at first, but then when it starts to get serious, love makes me feel powerless. When I start falling in love, I feel out of control. It triggers this helplessness inside of me, and that's when I start to fall back into my dysfunctional dynamics, my self-fulfilling prophecies, my self-destructive habits, um, and sabotage. So I find that it's very triggering for me when things start to get serious in a relationship. So I think right now I just really want to have fun, whatever that means. I want to travel and I'm working on achieving my goals. So lately I felt kind of frustrated. I felt really discouraged because I feel like this is my life, right? This is my life right now. And like, this is where I want to be. So I'm kind of feeling frustrated because I'm like, how do I get from here to here? Like, what is that leap that's going to take me from the life I'm currently living to the life I know was destined for me? Like, this just isn't cutting it for me. The life I'm currently living, I am so grateful. I'm so privileged and blessed for everything I have and everything that I have manifested up until this point. But it's not where I want to be. It's not where I see myself for the rest of my life. And I keep waking up every day and going to my job and I... I'm really grateful I have a job, but I keep saying like, man, it, this isn't all there is, right? There's so much more to life than this. And I don't want to be working a nine to five for the rest of my life. I really don't. I don't want to feel like I have to be somewhere working for someone else that I'm not super fulfilled and passionate about. And there are many great things about my job that I love, but there's also many things that doesn't feel authentically aligned for me. And right now, I really, my number one goal is to move to Europe. <laughs> it's like so random, but when I went to Europe, I just completely fell in love with everything about it. And I would, even if I don't move there permanently, I would love to live there for a few months and just explore. I think something that I'm really um, passionate about is travel and adventure. And sometimes I just feel like, at least right now, there's not much going on in my life. I'm trying to savor that, but I feel bored. I feel like I'm not living up to my creative potential. I'm a very creative person. I'm someone that feels that it was my purpose and my mission to speak my truth. And feeling seen and feeling heard is very valuable to me. So I keep examining where in my life am I not feeling seen? Where in my life am I not feeling heard? And I do realize that... I feel super small and invisible in a lot of my relationships. And now that I don't have a romantic relationship on the table per se, I'm starting to kind of look at my friendships and see that even in my friendships, I attract people that are bullies, like very bossy. Um, it doesn't matter what I want. It's all about them. Also very like, uh, what's the word? Into themselves, like self-absorbed. And... I notice where I feel kind of like minuscule in my friendships. And lately, something that I've been trying to do is doing the hard thing. Doing the thing I'm scared to do. Doing the thing that my higher self would do. So, whereas in the past, if someone did something that upset me, or they hurt me, or did something that 
felt wrong to me, I would just not say anything at all. I would just suck it up. I'd be upset internally, maybe feel inferior, feel like something was wrong with me, and then move on with my life and just forgive them. Because I've learned that to be a good person, you have to forgive everyone. And that's another episode for another day. But I would just take that in and I would take it personally be like, man, why does everyone in my life treat me like shit? Like, everyone tells me I'm such a good person. Everyone tells me that I'm this and that, that I'm beautiful, that I'm deserving, yet I don't feel it. And now what I've been trying to do is, one, I've been trying to start by just saying something. Saying, hey, Sally, I didn't feel great the other day when you ignored me. Moving forward, can you keep me in touch, like up to date with what's going on? But I did notice when I was doing that, I would do a lot of over-explanation and also a lot of over-apologizing. So I'd be like, I'm so sorry to bother you and don't take this the wrong way. I think I'm just super sensitive, but like, can you not do this in the future? So it was like rationalizing why I was upset. Whereas I feel like the worthy thing to do and someone that is in their absolute worthiness would just be like, hey, listen, like this is a boundary for me. It did not feel good when you do this to me. And moving forward, I would appreciate it if you didn't do it. Or I would just cut that person out of my life. I don't know. I'm kind of playing with it to determine like where it feels good yet is scary. Because when we do things that are uncomfortable, when we do things that push us, that is where we grow. That is where we expand and up level. So... I'm trying to be more confrontational. I'm very um, conflict avoidant, which isn't good. My goal for myself is to be more confident, to harness my inner power, be empowered, and really stand in my worth and not apologize for my truth. So I want to apologize less and say no more. Those are my goals for myself right now. And I want to tell people how I truly feel so that I feel seen and heard because We can't rely on other people to see our worth. We can't rely on other people to give us what we need. We cannot rely on other people to validate us because that's all external and it's never going to fulfill what's going on in here. What's missing in here is you validating yourself, you seeing yourself, and you honoring your truth. That's what matters. So have that difficult conversation. Do that hard thing that you've been avoiding. Because that is where the gap lies, right? So I want to talk about feeling badly about ourselves and be really honest with you guys about something I've been going through. So I've kind of been going through this identity crisis lately. Um, I've kind of been compromising my values in hopes that I will feel better about myself. So in all transparency... I recently went for a plastic surgery consultation, um, which I'm not really embarrassed or ashamed to say, but I'm not a fan of the plastic surgery industry at all. I think that the cosmetic industry is highly problematic, but I do understand both sides now because I used to really hardcore judge people that got plastic surgery. Like I would hardcore, um, like slam on women that got their boobs done or a nose job. And I would be one of those people that was like, well, you cannot be attractive if you've had anything done to your face, because that means that like 
you weren't attractive and you're only attractive now because you paid to be attractive. And that's just like very judgmental. And I realized that and it's just not very kind, <laughs> but that's where I used to be this kind of like righteousness, uh, like judgment that I was portraying because I felt insecure and I damn straight knew that if I had the money, let's say I had a hundred thousand dollars to spend, I would from the tips of my toes to the top of my head, get everything redone. So I recently went for a plastic surgery consultation and it was going to cost about $20,000 just to get my boobs done and then a tummy tuck like lipo and a fat transfer. And for a while I was really considering it because I am really insecure about the way that I look. <laughs> Always have been for as long as I can remember. And I was thinking like, wow, okay, um, I mean, I have $20,000 saved up. Should I just put it into that? But then I, I was doubting it because I don't want to go through that whole recovery process. I don't have like three months to spend recovering from an intensive major surgery that could actually end up killing me if I get an infection. <laughs> so that was one thing. But the other thing was, after thinking about it for so long, I said, well, let's go deeper then. Why do I want to get the surgery to begin with? And coming down to it, I feel like the way that I am right now is just completely unlovable. Oh, getting emotional. I always cry every time I record a solo episode. I feel like something is so inherently wrong with me that no one can love me the way that I am right now. And that is where most of the problems in my life stem from. So I thought that if I spend $20,000 to get bigger lifted boobs and a tinier waist and a fatter ass, that would make me, that would make someone love me. I would be happier because I would be happier because people would actually think I'm attractive. And when people think you're attractive, they want to get to know you. And when they want to get to know you, they, it's like a pedestal kind of thing, right? So after realizing that, I was like, well, will that actually make me feel lovable? And after a while, I was just like, no, because why do I feel unlovable? The why is where you have to focus on. The why is where the healing is. So I thought, I don't feel unlovable because growing up, I was verbally abused. In adolescence, I was bullied. During my teenage years, I was sexually abused. Like, it all stems from this abuse 10 years ago, five, however long. I thought, well, having a D cup size boob or whatever, having bigger boobs isn't going to heal my childhood trauma. Like, Having a cinched in waist and a fat ass is not going to remove all of the past trauma that I've been through. Being more attractive is not going to heal my inner childhood wounds. So perhaps I should save the $20,000 and instead start investing in healing that shit. Cause that, that's the junk, that's the garbage, that's the ick. And once we remove that, that's when we actually start to attract people that can love us. Because let's say I was a 10 out of 10 
If I feel like shit about myself, I am continually going to attract people that affirm you should feel like shit about yourself. You're not good enough. Even if I was a Victoria's Secret model, right? Even if I was a Kardashian, if I had the programming of the way I think about myself right now, I would keep attracting abusive people into my life. And the same goes for you. So I'm not telling you to not get surgery. If you want it, that's your prerogative. If you feel like that's what you want to do, that's none of my business. I'm not here to tell you yes or no, but just look at the why. Look and examine the reasoning for your behaviors. You know, I used to do a lot of sus, sketchy things that I'm not necessarily like proud of, but I don't believe in regrets really. So I wouldn't take them back, but I used to do a lot of things to get attention and external gratification because I thought that through that validation that I would then in turn feel better about myself. When I got the job for X amount of money, I would feel successful. When I got the relationship, then I would feel loved. When I did X, Y, and Z, then I would feel better about myself. And I hate to break it to you, but I'm here to tell you that I've achieved most of those things and I still was not happy inside of myself. I still felt like something was missing. I still felt empty and I continued to manifest people into my life that said, yeah, you should feel unsuccessful. You should feel not good enough. You should feel ugly. You should feel X, Y, and Z because that's what was going on on the inner loopings of my consciousness. Subconsciously, I felt unworthy. I felt undeserving. I didn't feel lovable. So as the law of attraction and just the way our universe works, those types of situations, circumstances, and people kept coming into my life, impeding on boundaries, making me feel like my voice doesn't matter, like I'm not important. So we have to get to the root of that because that, that's where the beauty lies. The beauty doesn't lie in the thing that we're trying to manifest for ourselves. Although that's great. You know, the job is great. The vacation is great. The relationship is great. But those things are kind of like boats just passing in the night because we can't really appreciate them or keep them if the inner work's not being done is essentially what I'm trying to say. So whew, that was a mouthful. Um, I had something else that I did want to say, but I completely completely forget what it was. So I might just end this here. I don't know if any of that made sense to you, but what I'm trying to say is that it's up to you to see your value. It is completely up to you to see your value. It's not up to other people to see your value. That's not their job. And I think I'm being tested by the universe in a lot of different ways relationally. Um, I had something go on a couple weeks ago where someone didn't text me for like a week and I started freaking out and I was like, what's wrong with me? This person doesn't want to talk to me. And um, I eventually had to say like, so what? It's not that I didn't live up to their expectations. It's that they did not meet my standards. It's not that you're not good enough for someone. It's that that person isn't ready for what you have to offer. So you have to ask yourself, what do I have to offer? And you have to see that before someone else can affirm that. So keep doing what you're doing. If it makes you feel good, um, steer clear and veer away from people and situations that don't really make you feel good. 
because nothing of worth is going to come out of that. Nothing high value is going to come out of you feeling like shit, like you feeling like the victim, like you feeling ugly. And it's not to say don't work on yourself. It's not to say don't work on those external, tangible, physical things, because this is a three-dimensional universe that we're in, but it's what's inside. It sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Because I don't want to keep living like this. Like, I don't know about y'all. I'm tired of feeling like not safe. I'm tired of feeling constrained and confined. I'm tired of feeling invisible and insignificant and unimportant. I'm tired of feeling like life is a struggle. I'm tired of feeling like good things are for them, but it's not good. Like, it's not available to me. Everything's available to you. This universe is abundant. And I think that anything is possible for anyone if they just recognize their potential and then take steps to reach their highest, most true, authentic version of themselves that they want to be in. So I hope that this recorded because I am using headphones and I don't know if the audio is going to work or not, but fingers crossed this works out. Also, just some things for me logistically. So stay tuned for the release of my book that should be coming out shortly. I honestly have no idea when it's going to come out, hopefully soon, but stay tuned for that. Um, I'm also going to be doing more social media things. That's why I'm going to start recording video episodes much more frequently um, because I feel like this content, I feel like it's important and I feel like it really can help a lot of people. Um, I used to have this limiting belief that no one cares what I have to say, and it's no wonder um, that I would keep getting people and things into my life that made me feel like, wow, what I have to say like just doesn't matter. I'm tired of following that narrative. I'm ready to change that script, and I believe that if you are listening to this, then you are ready too. This is a sign. This is a sign that you deserve and are destined for great things. It's up to you to claim that though. It's up to us to step into that, embody that inner power, that confidence and that self-trust. So be on the lookout for my book, stay tuned for more social media things. I would love for this to be a lot more interactive. So always feel free to reach out to me. I've also been thinking of doing some mental health coaching sessions. So if you'd like to go live on my podcast for a free mental health coaching session, you can DM me on Instagram and we can set that up. If you volunteer to be a guest, I would love to have you. Um, you can reach out to me on Lauren M. Coletti on Instagram. That's really the only social media I have and that I'm pretty active on daily. I try not to get carried away with all the socials because it's very time-consuming and I have an addictive personality. So we try to just keep it, you know, we try to keep it to one and uh, pretty low-maintenance, low-key. So let me know if you're enjoying this content. I hope that if this resonated with you, you took something from it. And if you did enjoy this episode, please feel free to like, rate the show, share with a friend, share on your socials. I appreciate it so much more than you know. Again, thank you for listening to the I Am Not a Victim podcast by Lori Coletti. Let me know what you want to hear in the next episode and I'll catch you later on. Bye-bye.